Come chat with Libby, Molly, and Samantha, the ladies of Consignment Chats, as we build a resourceful community of collaborative resellers. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Consignment Chats. This is, of course, as we say every time, one of our favorite episodes is our C-Chat Spotlight because we love when we meet amazing resellers out in the reselling world, and we love to get them and bring them on so that you too can see just how awesome these people are. So today we have a friend that we first met at Camp Listing Party, and then we saw him again at FlipCon, and um, yeah, we just love him. So Shagan, welcome. Thanks for having me on. Happy to be here. Chat with you guys. We're glad you're here. So let's start by letting you tell people who you are, the name of your business, and where you're located and how they can find you. Let's start with that right off the bat. So my name is Shagan and my YouTube channel is Amory Sell It. Same for whatnot, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. I'm most active on Instagram and YouTube. So I resell full time, mainly on eBay. I do sell a little bit on Together and Bonanza. And especially after camp listing party, I am, I still haven't made the jump into using the LP service, but I, I need to, I need to do that um, very soon, especially since uh, fourth quarter is coming up. So yeah. I'm, I'm based in Chicago, but I do travel around a lot. I was in Thailand over the winter. I was in Phoenix camp listing party. I was in Vegas for a couple months. Uh, I just got back from uh, FlipCon in North Carolina. So I did the 127 highway sale. I uh, went to Atlanta and Charlotte. So it's been been good stuff. Whew. I, I am tired just listening to that. Holy <laughs> I moment. thought Molly traveled a lot. Nope, you got her beat. <laughs> See, when y'all start complaining about my travel, and I'm going to say, you just talk to Shagan. I just want to say we all clapped and gave you a little hoorah when we heard that your name is the same on all platforms and all spaces. Good job with your branding. That's great yes. branding. Love it. We we put that out there all the time. You gotta, you. gotta get all that right off the bat so that it's all consistent. So okay, thanks, thanks. Woo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> um, so one of the things that I well, aside, I loved meeting you just because you're so ridiculously kind and nice and easy to talk to, right there. Yes. But the other thing I was got really interested in was what your niche is because it is something I know very little about. And I struggle with, because sometimes I do get some on consignment. Sometimes in the past, I have actually sourced a couple of items. And um, yeah, I, I want you to tell everybody what your niche is and let's girls jump in and ask questions about it. Cause I don't think any of us are experts like he is in this field. And as okay. we go through, I want to know how you handle all of this with all your travel being a full-time reseller. So I'm very interested in that. Okay. So, I mean, probably like everybody else, I started with selling everything. And I started around the time that lockdown, that first lockdown started. Mm -hmm. And um, with video games, it was very easy to find those because of thrift stores being closed. There was no yard sales. I mean, it was February anyway. There's no yard sales March in, in Chicago anyway. So it was, a, it was very easy to find that stuff on Facebook Marketplace, on OfferUp, uh, even Craigslist. And there was another app. It doesn't exist anymore called LetGo. 
So I was able to find those video games and, and video games sell very fast. So that's how I started with um, electronics. And then once that summer of 2020 came around, it was very hard to find electronics or to find video games. So I had to start branching into other um, electronics. So I started selling a lot of um, other vintage electronics and just um, printers, um, cash registers, VCRs, um, tape players, CD players. But that really only happened because video games, they were getting too hard to find. Um, and, it, and they were starting to get very expensive too. So I had to branch out and start uh, selling other, other electronics. Gotcha. Wow. So were you always into electronics or was this like a whole new world you had to learn? I'm guessing you're probably always into video games since that's where you started. Yeah. Yeah. That's I was always into video games and movies. And I know a lot of resellers, they sell clothing and shoes and I just don't know those categories. So I enjoyed, um, you know, I grew up watching using the VCR and, and playing Xbox and playing Nintendo um, and some of the jobs I had at college, I used to work at Office Depot and I worked in uh, the electronics section. So I had to troubleshoot computers. I had to troubleshoot printers, routers, all that stuff. So I worked there for most of my time in college. And then um, I remember when I was in high school, I really wanted to get a job at a pawn shop, but I ended up moving out of town, but I would just go to the pawn shop just to hang out and look at the random electronics and the toys and stuff like that. But yeah, I've been in electronics for, yeah, since I was a kid. Wow. Yeah. So wow. this is what they say, what all resellers say that have been in it for a long time is really to continue to love what you do, to continue to enjoy your job is to sell what you love and sell what you know. And clearly you found that. Wow. What was the first thing, like, what was that turning point where you thought I could do this full time? Like I can actually do this full time and make a living. Was there something that happened in particular? So there wasn't much of a choice because so January, 2020, I started reselling part-time and then lockdown happened like mid-March and that's what pushed me into doing it full-time. And um, yeah, it, there was opportunity with trying to find that stuff online. So that's the one thing that that pushed me into uh, making a full-time living just to, so I can pay the bills. Yeah. Awesome. Wow. Lot of people. That's why we love what we do because it did not affect us when lockdown happened. We just kept, kept on keeping on. In fact, things got much better for the consignment slash reselling world online for sure. So. Yeah. Not that I want to go back there to that no, you know, no, no, period no. of time, but I, I would take the sales from that period of time and yeah. <laughs> do that all over again. So I want to talk about, obviously, your education came from all the work that you've done um, in the business of electronics and just putting yourself out there and learning. Um, I think I had asked you about this before at camp listing party, but I want to ask it on here because I know other people probably have the same question. Um, electronics and returns, is that something mm. you have a lot of and what advice or, you know, what do you have to say on that topic, I guess? <laughs> yeah, returns, I mean, they happen. And with electronics, they're a little bit more sensitive than, you know, clothing or other items because they can get damaged in transit, you know, water damage, or they can get bumped. But if you package it okay, um, then it should get to the buyer without 
you know, being damaged or sometimes one issue that pops up is the buyer. They don't know how to use the whatever it is I sent them. Like yesterday, I had someone who bought a pet collar, um, one of those um, shock collars or, or training collars for a dog for yeah for a dog. And they wasn't able to tr troubleshoot it. And um, it was brand new. And they were complaining about the box being damaged. But that thing is it's waterproof. It's dust proof. It's very durable. So I ended up just sending them a link to YouTube and they were able to figure it out. So it was an older gentleman, gentleman and he had his daughter message me. So um, it's, yes, it's sometimes there's more communication back and forth between me and the buyer trying to that learning curve of them getting it to work. It's I know I tested it or if it's brand new, I know it's it's working. It's just they can't figure out how to do it. Um, so I try to, yeah, provide good customer service. That way it doesn't get returned. And when I was first started doing this, I would get returns and it, it was working. It's just they couldn't figure out how to get it to work or get certain pieces of it to work. Oh, see, I didn't think about that because I've never gone in that deep when somebody just says, you know, I want to return this. It doesn't work. Like, okay, we have a, you know, we have free returns, send it like that. Maybe it is something that they just need the extra time to educate them. Oh. And, and a lot of people, they just want the quick way out. You know, they just want to return it real fast and get their money back. But I asked them, what exactly is your problem? Because trying to resolve that through the messages is way easier than trying to, you know, send the label back and uh, get a return and I got to resell it. Um, so just try to solve that problem with them right away. <clears throat> yeah. So, all right. So here's what I do with electron. I do not like electronics. I do not understand them, but I do get them on consignment a decent amount of time. So a lot of times if I don't have the materials to test it, like if it's a DVD, play, VCR, whatever, I will sell things just uh, untested for, you know, untested salvage for parts. And that's kind of the way I've gotten around doing the testing and stuff. What what are your what are your thoughts on that? Would it be better to get it to somebody like you rather than sell it for parts? Or how would you navigate that? Yeah, because I do the same thing. I just say it powers on untested. Like <laughs> you know, I would recommend getting buying a few more accessories for those pieces that you're buying. Um, if it's camcorders or cameras or VCRs or video games. There's some things that are basically universal and you can just hold on to them until you have that piece for that, that whatever item you're trying to sell, because trying to sell it for parts, you're going to get maybe 25% of what of the value of it. Um, you can still sell it incomplete, but if you can fully test it, um, say the item is worth a hundred dollars, you should be able to get that full hundred dollars plus shipping compared to parts. You might get around 30 bucks. So I would recommend um, whatever it is, if you can just buy those accessories next time you're at the thrift stores or the state sales and flea markets, just hold on to them. I mean, video games is very broad because there's so many different systems that that's really hard to do. But there's a few pieces that you could like a Nintendo Wii. I find those all the time. So those controllers you can find in the wild and just hold on to them in case you get more electronics. And it's so cheap that it might be, you know, a dollar or two dollars that you're not going to have too much money invested into it. So it's just good just to hold on to it and use it when you test those products. And then when you sell it, just don't sell it complete. Just hold on to those accessories and just sell like the Nintendo Wii by itself. But you can sell it's, it's fully tested. Motion plus ones. And then you're going to want to sell those. People need those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are good. So 
it's <laughs> the same as what we do kind of in the clothing world. You're investing in a box of fix-it stuff, you know, like needle and thread, oh, extra yeah. buttons, extra, you know, um, shavers, lint brushes, shavers, you know, that it's, so you're doing that same thing, but with electronics to make sure you have kind of universal like chargers. I have two camcorders right now, two Sonys, mm -hmm. but I don't have, I don't know because I don't have the charger base for the batteries. So my trying to find that, right? My favorite thing that I got was like a universal charger. It just came with like a bajillion little connectors that you can put onto it and then plug it into the wall. And I have been able to test a lot more stuff. I haven't got as many electronics as before when I didn't have that. Now I'm equipped and I don't <laughs> get them. But it, it is helpful. Um, I'm curious. So I've seen people buy like an older style TV. They'll pick one up at a garage sale or free or whatever. And you can test like the old NES Nintendos or stuff like that, that hook up to those kind of things. How do you do that if you're traveling so much? What is your process? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so when I go sourcing, I'm very picky about what I buy. I'm, I'm very, very picky. Uh, I go live almost every Sunday and I have people in the chat and they're always like, Oh, you didn't pick this up or you didn't pick that up or you missed this. And it's just because of the size of it. And I know, um, yeah, it's going to sell, it might sell for a hundred dollars, $50, but it takes up too much space and it's going to take a long time to sell. So for the last two and a half years ish, I've been working with eBliss and they are a fulfillment company for storage. So a lot of my items, um, they can't be more than like six or seven pounds and it's got to fit into a 20 by 14 bag. That's the maximum weight. So I send, I process my items, clean it, test it, make my description, my pictures, and I send most of my inventory to them. And I have about 80, 90% of my inventory with them. And then I have the other, the rest of it with me. Um, and the things that I like to pick up, they are bigger stuff. So I, I do sell a lot of printers. I just sold, um, a TV yesterday, you were just talking about the Toshiba TV, but it was brand new. So I do have to ship that out. Nice. Um, and then when I'm traveling for the stuff that I have with me, like, you know, in Chicago, I'll change my handling time, depending on how long I'm going to go uh, be gone for. Um, but for the most okay. part, most of my inventory is in, in they're in Denver, Colorado. So that stays the same, like nine, 80, 90% of my inventory. So I don't have to wait um, to ship that stuff back when I when I get back home. Nice. All right. So shout out Eblis. We love we love Eblis. <laughs> so I loved meeting so nice. them. They're yeah. And nice. I I always thought they were such a huge like corporate thing. And then meeting them and I mean they have a big operation, but they are so down to earth and so great. Um, what happens if you get a return, but it's something that Eblis shipped out? How does that work? So it comes back. I have it set to my Chicago address and it's okay. shipped back to my Chicago address. I think just one time, one item, it, it got delivered to um, Denver as a return. And so what happened was they just changed their mind. So they just processed that as a, a new item and I just they just we just relisted it and that was fine. So just one time out of two and a half years, one thing went to Denver. Everything else comes back to me in Chicago. All right. Wow. Molly, your wheels are spinning. You're like, how much can I get out of the house now? I know. <laughs> I know. You've been talking about Eblis for a while. I sat with them at camp listing party in one of their round tables, and I was definitely um, brought back their information. I just haven't bitten yet. You know, I just yeah. haven't yet. But it, it took it took me a couple months too to finally make that transition because I, I thought about it for the whole summer, and it's a big leap. You know, because I was used to doing everything myself. 
But um, I had went to Mexico um, a couple months before and I got back and I think that the stimulus check had came out and I managed like 40 orders I had to ship when I got back home. And oh, um, it was just it was just a lot going on. I'm like, I, you know, what? I need to outsource some of this. I can't do all this by myself and try to travel at the same time. It's um, when I'm on when I'm traveling, I'm thinking about these sales when I got to ship when I get back home. So eBliss, they have really helped me level up my business and gave me they've given me a lot more options, a lot more freedom um, with with working and traveling. So your travel, this is somebody who loves to travel and I love to source and sell. Are you traveling for sourcing? Is it a combination of both? Is it Hmm. like what's the traveling for basically? So most of it this year has been for sourcing. Um, so the 127 highway yard sale, that was for sourcing. Um, when I went to Atlanta, that was for sourcing, but I happened to have a friend there, his family. So I went to go visit them. So that was, that was a two for one. And then Charlotte was a uh, flip con and also sourcing. Um, so those three places were sourcing. And then when I was in Vegas, I have a lot of family in Vegas, my mom, a lot of brothers. So I was there for two months. And I mean, that was a mixture of both because I could just source regularly, um, and then also just spend time with family and, and enjoy the weather. Um, and then before that, Thailand, that was just an escape. I wanted to get away from Chicago for the winter. And I, I've never been uh, abroad for that long. And that turned into uh, sourcing and working on YouTube. So I was able to put up some content of me sourcing in Thailand. And then um, a lot of that stuff I just brought back with me because you know, as it's, it's far, it's far, I can't ship that stuff back to Eblis. So I buy a lot of uh, smaller electronics when I was over there, remote controls, tape players, um, uh, CD players, just super small electronics. So I brought back maybe 150 items oh, wow. in my suitcases. Good and then you. I try to buy higher in items, you know, like $40 and above um, to make sure that's going to be worth it. Wow, I can't even, I got to check out those videos. So a little spoiler alert. um, Well, don't give us a spoiler alert, but would you go back or recommend somebody source in Thailand? Or was it just to keep your, you know, keep things sustained while you were there? Or was it because you're a sourcing addict and you couldn't go that long without sourcing? (laughs) Probably a little bit of both. Yeah. Um, so when I first got there, it was three weeks before I went sourcing just because I didn't know where to go. And I was trying to figure out things with my apartment that took an, like an extra week to find out my apartment. Um, yeah, the language barrier, um, not having a car, trying to download all these apps. So it took me a whole three weeks. And I would recommend that if someone's in you know Southeast Asia, they go to Thailand if they want to source. There's a lot of clothing and shoes. I know there's a lot of fake stuff from China, but... I think there's a lot of clothing things that you know I don't sell clothing I don't know but I'm sure there's a lot of opportunity there was just piles and piles of clothing and shoes that I saw there and I'm, I know there's there's some vintage stuff in there it's just you got to dig for it and um, yeah I, w- I would recommend it if someone's in that area um, bringing some stuff back I, I would recommend it. Was there anything in particular that you found that you were just really excited about in Thailand? So I found this um, this remote control that goes to a, a Sony Triniton TV, um, and it was shaped like a little a little bird. I had never seen it before, and it was a, a not for resale 
Um, and it was a Thailand exclusive remote control. Um, and anything you have that's not for resale, it's like some type of promotion for the store. So those are really, really hard to find, especially in like the video game world or movies. And this remote control, I, I still haven't listed it. It's, it's super cool. So it's, and this has just standard power um, uh, channel um, volume, but it's, it's a really cool remote control. Um, yeah, and I paid um, I think 80 bots, so about a dollar, dollar 30 or something for it. Um, oh, what do you think it, you're going to list it for? Do you I'm know yet? Say, uh, comp that out. So there's there's no comps on this because it's so rare. Nothing on Terapeak, nothing on Sold. So I, I think over $100 I'm, I'm going to list it for just because how rare it is. And it's going to take a while to sell it because I got to wait for the right buyer um, that's going to appreciate this or collector. Mm -hmm. That was pretty oh, cool. That's, I didn't even know there, that was such a thing. That is really neat. Wow. <laughs> I am going to so get that listed. <laughs> I am, I'm sorry to say that I am so much more now inspired for my travel sourcing. Samantha gets on me shaking all the time about my sourcing, getting more uh -huh. and more stuff, but I love to see. I, I think Shagan has it figured out like the specifics, like down to the size that he can send and weight he can send into Eblis um, to make this lifestyle sustainable and to keep traveling. I think that's that's a pretty cool thing to have figured out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I got some work to do on that end, I guess. Yeah. We'll yeah, see when you come back from this next vacation how much you want to go to Eblis. Right. Oh, the cruise, right? You got coming up? Yeah, I don't know how much sourcing I'll be doing in Greenland. I don't know. I don't know. No, but you're going to be gone for a long period of time. Yes. You're going to come back and be like, oh, I should have just had Eblis that whole time I was gone. Yeah, because they could have been shipping for me the whole time. I see what you're Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you just pushing your stuff back, your uh, handling time, Molly? So or I'm back and forth on what to do. I need to look at the exact days. Typically, that's what I've done because Libby and I, I sell under Libby's consignment store. Um, so I'm like the North Carolina branch of her Pennsylvania business. A lot of times that's what I've done. We've actually talked about even me just putting them all ended and then relisting them when I get back. So we haven't made that complete decision one or the other. The last time I went long-term, it was, um, I just did a very long handling time. And the nice thing about it was I still sold some things. If I take them off, obviously I won't sell anything during that. Two and a half well, weeks. what would Shagan do? I mean, we have an expert here. Let's 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 get his opinion yes. on this. So, so if I was in your position, Molly, mm -hmm. yeah, that's tough because um, so one branch in North Carolina, another branch in Phil in Philadelphia, right? Yes, that's part of the areas where where Libby is. But all of my stuff is here. So usually when I leave and go on vacation, like if I go, all right, say boss in October, which by the way, are you going to boss in October? Will we see you? I'm not, I'm not sure yet. I'm like 80, 90% sure. It's just because it's fourth quarter and there's so much going on. You got I'm, family I'm there. All yeah, I heard yeah. was, yes, I'll see you there, Samantha. That sounds That's great. That's what I heard. Yeah. <laughs> yes, girls, I can't wait to hang out with you in Vegas, ladies. <laughs> high chance, high chance. All right. So like when I go to boss, my husband knows how to ship and do it all. So he'll take care of everything that sells while I'm, while I'm away. But when it's the two of us, all my stuff is just here at the house. So nobody's here to ship it. So I've got to do one or the other because like Libby has her product with her and I have what I have listed with me. 
Yeah, you can't do vacation unless you're both somewhere. Like when we went to Phoenix, then you could do vacation right. mode. But right, yeah. we won't do vacation mode because my stuff, I still need to make a living while Molly vacations. <laughs> Somebody's got to make a living. Yeah, I don't, I don't like using the vacation mode because it seems like it scares away the buyers with that little message saying it's not going to ship for a certain amount of time. But if it wouldn't take too long, I would, I guess it's going to take time, but if you can manually go through and check the ones that you have with you in North Carolina and change the handling time, if that's worth it, you know, put, I know you said two weeks, so that might be, you know, 10 business days, you might, might have to push it. And then if you have a sale message to buyer and make sure they know, Hey, I, I'm on vacation. I'm not, I'm not going to be able to ship this until, you know, a couple of weeks. Is that okay? That way you still have something coming in. Um, and right. if hopefully you have a patient buyer that's, that's willing to wait, um, that, that way you can still have something that coming long. in. Yeah. 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 And it's nice because Libby and I set up business policies for the shipping. So um, in our eBay store, I have my own North Carolina, so I can actually search and separate my items by our shipping policy. And then all my items pop up and not hers. So it is easy to change the shipping time it's because of the way we've set it up. And I go ahead. I mean, it's not, I, I agree that that's what I would do too, because it doesn't sound ideal to just remove everything and end it. But if you wanted to go that route, it's very easy with List Perfectly to just select all your items and then end it and then select them when you come back and relist them all. Right. I, yeah. I, my fear would be losing them, but with List Perfectly, I don't have that fear. Like if you did it and you didn't have List Perfectly, then they would be sitting in your unsold. And if you're talking about 3,000 items, what if yeah. half of those disappear during that two week time sitting in the unsold of eBay? But with List right. Perfectly, the nice thing is what's there is secure to pop back up. So. Yeah, true story. That actually happened, not with 3,000 items, but uh, with a significant chunk of items. Yeah. And I would hate to have to start fresh because I'm still so far behind right now. <laughs> <laughs> that was BLP before List Perfectly. Before List Perfectly, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> Also, with, with LP, do any of you guys use Photo Room yet? I actually have it on my phone. I pay for Photo Room full um, because Same. I started doing that before I got um, into paying for this perfectly. Okay. And I just like the way I do it. But I know, have you guys used it on there? I know a lot of people that do and love it. I have played around with it and used it on there. The way I list into our consignment software first and then it trickles into all the places it would be backwards if I did it in list perfectly, but for people that don't use that, the listing in list perfectly and using it in there, it is great. I was playing with it a couple nights ago, helping somebody troubleshoot something and they got colored backgrounds and it's not as rich as using the app, but considering it's free for, you know, so many times with each plan, it works very well. Mm-hmm. They also have the Google Lens integration, too. So you can click once you have your photos uploaded and list privilege, you can click and it'll search and give you comps and stuff like that, too. So nice. So easy. Well, maybe you'll find that bird remote there. No, I'm, I know you're not going to find it. I, I'm just thinking about that. I can't wait to see it list it and just and just check it out. I know, Shagan, you got to get that up so we can see what happens. <laughs> list it high it. and then put it on a shelf and stare at it and oh, somebody yes. will buy it in a couple of years. <laughs> I got it in one of my videos. So if you want to see a picture of it, where I actually, I went sourcing for a 24 hour straight in Thailand. So I talk about that um, in the video and that's, that's in there too, that, so you can see it before it's listed. 
You are all such, right. He is my soul brother inside. I'm, I'm looking that up. I'm going to link that up. connection between the two of us. <laughs> four hours. How is that even possible? That's so like, in Thailand, they have something called black markets. So hmm. those start around midnight. And depending on where you go, they have them at malls. They have stuff that is like very cheap, like clothing. Like you can find a lot of clothing for very cheap from like midnight to three o'clock a.m., which I don't sell clothing. So I had to go to some of the flea markets. So those are open from midnight until like 7 a.m. And uh, night markets, those are a really big thing out there. So they start in the early afternoon and then they run until like 11, 12 o'clock at night. So I went from, it was all flea markets. So I did the standard uh, markets in the daytime. They've got Japanese secondhand stores. Um, and then from there I went to night markets and then I went to the black market. Um, um, from from there, so yeah, it was. Right. Um, how much yeah, was coffee pretty... did you drink? Like, I'm like, when do you sleep? When do people sleep with all that going on? Like, so, so actually, I don't I don't drink any coffee, but I um I did um, meet another reseller. He lives in Thailand, so he has a car. So it would have been impossible to do that without without him, James. If you're watching this, shout out to James. And uh, so he has a car. So in between, it it was kind of far. It might have been like 30 minutes to one hour between venues. So I would nap in the car. So total time, I probably slept maybe like three or four hours when we were commuting to these places. And yeah, he had to drive. So uh, yeah, I'm very happy. I, it wouldn't be possible without him. That is hardcore. Wow. I'm like worship, worship. Molly, you could do that. I know you could. I've seen, I've seen you sourcing. Like there is no stopping her. Like none. I'm now going to have to make a little Shagan idol to put up like a sourcing Shagan idol. Like I, I am so uber impressed. <laughs> I just added to my bucket list, like a sea chats ladies trip to Thailand. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we'll have to get Shaken to join us so he can show us the road. Oh, yeah, definitely. He'll have to come and hook us. us up with James so we have a vehicle. That's right. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, how did, you, how did you meet your friend in Thailand, the other reseller in Thailand? Oh, so that was just randomly on Instagram. I saw his post and uh -huh. um, he was saying how he was in Thailand. So, uh, you know, I, I followed him and I messaged him. So this was maybe October last year and then um yeah i just started talking to him and i told him i was gonna you know be in thailand and he had some some family issues so i ended up not meeting him until maybe like march and i got there in january at the very beginning of january but uh yeah i'm glad i you know we connected through instagram because if it wasn't for he just has no tiktok no youtube so if it wasn't for instagram i would have never met him i would have never done that challenge and he told me what markets to go to and i i would have found those markets just with google because the stuff is not in English. It's mainly in Thai. He, you know, he's from Thailand and he speaks Thai, of course. So it was, it was super helpful uh, meeting him and connecting with him because it, and I, I taught him about electronics. He didn't sell remote controls before. Now he sells remote controls and some other electronics. Um, and then he taught me a little bit about toys too, because the toys over there are, are different, you know, based in Japanese and, and China and the TV shows I'm used to watching, they're Americanized. And it's completely different over there. And I'm not familiar with a lot of those Japanese anime shows because I didn't I didn't watch those as a kid. So he did show me some of the toys um, that were popular over there. Wow. So, so what cool. what does he sell? Like, what is his like? If you if you're allowed, if you feel comfortable um, saying that, I'm just kind of curious about what a Thai reseller's he's, he's, life is he like. Sells, he sells everything. Um, but mainly toys, and he tries to focus on higher-end items that are going to be shipped to Australia, U.S., U.K. 
he doesn't try to buy fragile items because the distance he said he has trouble with the item breaking so um yeah clothing he sells a lot of clothing a lot of vintage clothing a lot of toys um because those things you don't have to worry about it breaking and some of it goes for high end if uh if he finds the right piece so what platforms does he use to, to ebay yeah mainly ebay and uh okay. D- D- depop and i think uh Vented, vented a little bit too. I think it's called. Mm, okay. Um, wow, that is something I think we take for granted here is that we don't necessarily have to ship internationally. We have such a wide base domestically that you can run a business and not ship internationally. I recommend that everybody turn that on. It's very easy. But okay. yet, I didn't think about that going to other places. They have to anticipate that the majority of their orders are going somewhere else. Okay. One thing that I. I, I didn't do, which I should have done. I'm actually thinking about going back there again this winter, but trying to ship items from Thailand to here or the UK or Australia, but it's just got to be higher in items. The one thing I was afraid of is if it doesn't sell and if it's a bigger item, I can't bring it back with me. But um, now that I know him, I could just you know give it to him for really cheap, um, whatever doesn't sell. But maybe some yeah. higher end items. Um, and also one thing that I do every once in a while that I want to get into more is uh refurbishing the item um cleaning it up um making sure it's all it's all pretty um i want to paint some items um that way i can get a higher price point for it too um, like what would you paint electronic like what what kind of things would you paint oh so the one thing i'm thinking about doing is uh vcrs because that's really i really like vcrs and just um taking off the the letters and and just giving like a coat of paint which i've never seen anyone do before um, because most of them are just boring. They're either silver or black. Yeah. So painting it, painting it red, and then um, cleaning out the inside, um, clean the, the heads mm. inside, and just selling it for a lot, a lot higher. Because now it's refurbished, and uh, ma- making sure it has Custom. the right accessories with it too. I like it. I can't wait to see that YouTube video, Shagan. When you do that, you're gonna have to wow. So, yeah, this is like I our might first actually time. put a VCR in my living room then and watch some of the old VHS tapes I have right? because now it's like I don't want that ugly thing messing up my pretty little display. <laughs> well, and they're getting to be so old that somebody would put it on a shelf and maybe even never use it, but it would be an art piece at that point, like a, a piece of history. Yeah, because we're yeah. old. People are. So you got to make sure yeah, you still... sign them. Make sure you that's sign right. them, Shagan. Oh, that's somewhere. a good idea. That's yeah. a good idea. Yeah. That's a good idea. Okay. Yeah, a lot of um yeah, younger kids, younger generations, they haven't heard of or they haven't used tape players or VCRs. So this is like, oh, this is the cool retro thing. And yeah. then um there's still older, older people who still refuse to use DVDs or yes. media and they just live a certain way their whole life. So their VCR breaks and they need a replacement or um senior citizen homes, they still use VCRs. Um I mean, they probably wouldn't buy the ones that are painted, but they probably want just the plain silver and black ones. But they're still surprised at how often these VCRs sell and these tape players and CD players. People people really like them. Mm-hmm. Wow. So interesting. The world of electronics, ladies. I am so glad that you were here to share all this because it, it inspires me. So I went up to Shagan at um, Flipcom because... I told him a story that Nick and I were sourcing and there was a um, combo VCR DVD player. And I was like, oh, honey, we got to get that. I think we got to get that. And he's like, really? And I'm like, well, Shagan does electronics. Let's get it. And I'll ask him about it. And of course, Shagan's like, eh, when I showed him a picture, he's like, eh, um, yeah, it'll 
be okay. You'll get your money back, but <laughs> I only buy them if they have the re- the DVD record option. If you can record onto a DVD, you I get that. That's but good. Th- those are harder to okay. find. Well, he gave me some good advice on um, how to present it and package it up with the movie and the chords and some good advice. Then I not get divorced. Good job. Right. Then I think, Shagan, that I saw you got and sold the same one, the Sylvania, but yours was new in the box. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, did great with it. You got that after I had gotten this other one that I still haven't listed y'all. It's sitting over here on the table. (laughs) Yeah, the only reason I bought that is because it was brand new. If it was used, I would have never bought even if it was free, I still wouldn't take it. Yeah. So yep. I won't be buying this brand anymore, yes. by the way. <laughs> so you did great. <laughs> he said, I'll probably get my money back out of it. And that's my goal. If I Bless can- your heart. Bless <laughs> your heart, Molly. <laughs> yeah, some of those uh, lower end brands, it's tough to sell those if you don't have a remote and it's going to take a long time to sell. So I just, there's certain brands that I just buy and a lot of brands I just don't buy unless it's brand new. Um, I just, like I said, I'm a very picky picker. Well, and new in the new in the box, you don't have to test it. It's already packaged the way it needs to be. It has the remote with it. Like it's so easy. Yeah. 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 I saw that. I was like, well, he got the good one. (laughs) 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 But you know what? For five dollars that I paid for it, it was worth the lesson I learned because I was able to Mm -hmm. then come to the expert, show him my picture, and he taught me some things about it. So I think $5 was worth the lesson, Shagan. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, I, I don't know. Can we ask what, was there ever a really big mistake you made that you really regret or that you wouldn't do again? Or have you had all learning opportunities from from different things? Um, I guess one thing at the beginning that I wasn't familiar with, I use um, I use free shipping and uh, flat rate rate shipping, and um, I, I've never really used calculated shipping. So at the very beginning, I would sell something, and I would see something is going like Puerto Rico, or or Hawaii, or um, or or Alaska, even Alaska, and the shipping it would cover within the U.S. And at the time, I wasn't putting like a little disclosure about, hey, if you're outside of the 48 states, then there's going to be extra shipping. And I didn't want to cancel the order because of the defect. And um, I advertised it as, you know, I might have only added maybe 30 or $40 for shipping and I would have to pay maybe another 20 or $30. So that was probably a learning lesson with the shipping. Um, so now I just add for bigger items. If it's I still don't use calculate. I use flat rate. But if you're outside of uh, the lower 48, then there's going to be an additional shipping for um, Alaska, Hawaii, and PR. Um, so shipping lessons with those bigger items. Yeah, I think we've I all think done that one. I, I think we've say, all learned that lesson, yeah, the hard you way. Are not on your own, I think. And that's the thing <laughs> I know which scares so many people off of selling on eBay versus somewhere like yeah. Poshmark is the shipping. Um, people get scared of it. Don't be scared. We're going to all make the mistakes, right? We're all sitting here. All of us have done it. So if yep. you're watching and you're hesitant to jump on eBay, we got episodes. Just do on. it. I mean, if we quit then when we made that first mistake. Right. We wouldn't be rolling in the what? dough now. We wouldn't have Shane here if he quit when he made the first mistake. We would right. sit here and talk to him. Yeah. Mistakes. Figure it mistakes. Out. Yeah. 
Um, so, all right. So the final question we always ask is what are you most proud of about yourself, your business? What, what is that? What is that thing that makes you happy and keep going? It's probably very generic, but the, the freedom that this has created for me and not being able to, you know, not working for someone else is working for myself and having the options to travel and, and work whenever I want. Um, I'm adding eBliss to the company. Um, one thing that I'm trying to focus on lately is uh, YouTube. That's just um, a lot of time with editing, but I think, you know, long term is going to be worth it. Um, and the skills that I've learned through reselling is something that I can talk about on YouTube. And without reselling, I wouldn't have really had anything to talk about on uh, on YouTube that I was skilled about and I was doing it, you know, a lot of. So I'm happy of uh, yeah, the opportunities that it's given me so far. Well, I think you have a lot to be proud of. Yes. I do. And I think um, I think your personality is phenomenal and I think you feel that in watching your videos I've gone shopping with you on Sundays when you go shopping I've been on oh, there with you before I, thank I'm you, thank commenting you. back and forth but I have to do it sometimes you know when I can't go out myself I gotta follow you and live, <laughs> live through your shopping okay. so if y'all if you're watching and you want to watch somebody shop and I, I love to watch the people who know what they're doing. They know what they're looking for. They're kind and respectful to the people out there selling their items. And you learn stuff along the way. And that is that is what Shagan does in his. So I highly recommend you make sure you check the links below that Libby's going to put there and check him out. So Definitely. <laughs> all right. Well, Shagan, I got a question. I want to first of all, thank you for coming and spending this time with us so that we can uh, show off our new friend to people. <laughs> and we'll okay. see you at Boss. And we'll see you in, yes, and we'll, and we'll have pictures of you when we do our boss recap <laughs> in October, because you're going to be there. You're going <laughs> to. Yeah, you got to do the trifecta. You have to do the trifecta it, this that's year. That's what we said. We've done the trifecta. We've done, you know, camp listing party, flip con, and boss. So you got to complete the trifecta. Actually, it, it might end up being um, <laughs> five, because I went to um, a, a meetup in Vegas, so the reseller cartel meetup. Yeah. And then, oh, um, yeah. The, the, the 127 highway sale meetup. There's a meetup, uh, old school picker. I met some of those guys. And then there's the uh, the eBay open to. Oh, yeah. Um, in Chicago. Is, oh, I forgot about. Yeah. yeah. So yes. it could potentially be uh, the six. Yeah. Six. six meetups. Yeah. All right. Ooh. I like it. Potentially. Yeah. I don't know what you would call that. <laughs> <laughs> You're close <laughs> to an octopus. I don't know. <laughs> all right you wouldn't happen to have a glass nearby would you because at the end of all of our episodes we have to do a toast candles oh, yeah. work. what else works what we've yeah, you got oh, oh he's jimmy prepared john. jimmy johns all right quick delivery from jimmy johns all right so thank you again for joining us and until next time friends cheers, cheers. awesome all right Thanks for joining Libby, Molly, and Samantha, the ladies of Consignment Chats, as we build a resourceful community of collaborative resellers. Find all the ways to connect with us on consignmentchats.com. Episodes are available on YouTube and anywhere you get your podcasts. In addition, join our free private Facebook community.